for real. I want it all. I want it all. Welcome to the Every Morning Quarterback Bengals All Access tonight as part of our Super Bowl week. What better place to be than right here on YouTube Live? And uh, we got a special guest tonight, Zach and Zach and Anthony here on the mics. But we got Josh Miller of the Back Row Bengals. Fellas, how are we doing? How are we doing tonight, man? I am feeling incredible. I'm so happy you guys gave me a holler. Love, big fan of the show. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, definitely, man. And you know what? Nobody's feeling better than you right now because the Bengals are playing in a big game Sunday. Uh, We could only hope as fans of other teams, but we're all psyched for for Cincinnati, for that franchise, to see guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and some young guns getting a chance to play. Um, But just what has this whole Super Bowl week been like for you? I mean, it's it's almost to the point where it's kind of like a dream. I still don't really know how to act. When that final field goal went in against Kansas City, it was so surreal. Like, I had to say it over and over to myself, like, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. In my entire life, I haven't even seen a playoff win. We're 6-25-1 and one going into this year. But there were some expectations, but not that many. Definitely not like this. And you just got to keep telling yourself over and over again. And I work in the school districts uh, here in Cincinnati. And just to watch the the city explode in orange and black. And, you know, this entire week, uh, you know, there's been it's been spirit week. And as a teacher, it's been great being able to wear pretty much just all Bengals gear the entire <laughs> week. So I've been doing that. And also we do. We are one of the districts that get Monday off. So I can't wait to be oh, hoisting so nice. the Lombardi trophy and waking up uh, at like <laughs> 10, 11, maybe not even waking up on Monday. That's so nice to have the Monday off of Super Bowl, man. Oh, yeah, it's huge, huge. That is huge, yeah, especially just because in case it's a win, uh, no one's going to be in game shape Monday, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh God, no. Oh, you think (laughs) I'm walking into that? It's got to be nice also to basically have the whole country, other than divisional rival fans, Mm -hmm. on your side. I mean, I I really can't think of anybody other than the Rams fans who who want (laughs) – see yeah 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 i i I agree it's been so that's another really weird thing as a Bengals fan to actually have to actually have the country rooting for you as instead of rooting against you because you know when we've had really good teams we had villains uh, let's just say i mean obviously you guys remember (laughs) vontez perfect pac-man jones ocho cinco yeah Yeah, absolutely and you had yeah pac-man you had andy dalton who People just didn't like at all. and uh, But you actually have a team that's actually likable. And you have a locker room that's likable. And you have a story that's likable. So it's weird to have, like, you know, you, you guys, like, before I came on, you know, you spags, definitely not you freaking 49ers fan with Super Bowl right there. Thank you. I know. I know we're 0-2 against yeah. the Niners in the Super Bowl. I get that. But I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Up. Yeah, I got it. I got I'm it. hurting. I'm hurting from our loss. Had to bring it up. I, I, I'm not good at internalizing my pain. I have to force it on others. <laughs> hey, man, that interception was right there. It was ah. Stafford threw that duck up, man. It was right there. It was going quack, quack as it was leaving. It was in Josh. The air. I, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I'm happy for you guys, though. That's really – it's crazy. Uh, uh, since 91 – Suffered through all those playoff mm-hmm. losses. Suffered. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Nobody Suffered. had sent a text message about a Bengals win was like the big mm-hmm. uh, meme going around. Uh, yep. And then all of a sudden, a lot of text messages going around about Joe yep. Burrow and company. So what, you were born after that win? That so last win? so I, I'm 23 now. So I, yeah, I have yet oh, wow. to see a playoff win. I've yet to see, you know, any real playoff success at all. And then actually – 
I mean, through even like through the years of Chad Johnson and Carson Palmer, we weren't able to really do much of anything. I mean, we won the division twice with uh, Chad yeah. and Carson. Yeah, and then that, we have Andy and you know and, and Andy and AJ and, and Marvin Lewis too, baby. was Marvin Lewis. Marvin yeah. Lewis. I, I, listen, there's a lot of hate that is deserved to Marvin, and, and trust me, I get it. But he did pull us out of a horrible '90s decade, no doubt. Uh, that I was able to thank God miss. So, uh, but you know, we but Marvin the Achilles Lewis, Smith oh, era. The Achilles oh, Smith. God. Era. Oh, God. Don't the Delta O'Neill. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, there's yeah, those I, are some yeah. names. Oh yeah. So Josh, Good. let's get uh, <laughs> let's get right into it in terms let's of some of the Super Bowl talk because we it. were just already mentioning what a turnaround it has been in just two seasons for the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you, what was the key piece that you think took this team from where they were two years ago to the top of the mountain this year? You could look at a, a couple different aspects, but I, I want to look at. I mean, obviously, you can look at Joe Burrow. Being able to have Joe Burrow for an entire season is entirely different than having him for half a season and having a god awful injury that you know really, you know, really made us very, very sad in the Cincinnati area. And, and you know, having him to come back in Week One. I mean, we didn't even think he was going to play Week One because he, you know, didn't have an off season uh, during the COVID era. Then d- didn't have an off season during uh, this lot this season. So it was very skeptical but you gotta you gotta look at joe burrow and just the burrow effect that has transpired from the the not only the team and the the players in the locker room but the city itself and the organization and the aggressive nature that this Bengals organization has adopted now i want to go i gotta say probably the biggest turnaround has got to be the front office's ability to be aggressive we don't really see that Mm -hmm. when you look through Bengals history they don't really go after free agency they like to stay very very under the cap and you know that helps here and there but not in this day and age of football in this day and age of football you got to go out and you got to go get it i mean i'm going to quote you know uc bearcats head coach have to obviously uh chance favors the aggressor and and the Bengals did exactly that they went with the aggressive free agency they went and got guys like trey hendrickson they got chidobe awuzie they got eli apple they they put trust in guys on this defensive staff that really came together another big part on the uh, defensive side of the ball is having DJ reader back. Uh, He Mm. suffered a really, really bad injury last year. And it just having him on the defensive line has hugely impacted the uh, the Bengals defense. He's been great. He's been great. He's been a great run stopper and he's been, had the ability to, you know, in an AFC North division where, you know, I call it the, the ghetto of the NFL. It is the toughest, (laughs) hardest division to play in. You got to be able to run the ball and have a great, you know, game in the trenches and the Bengals defensive line has been lights out. And I got to give it to a lot yeah. of credit goes to the defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. And, and Lou is a guy that's been here for three years at 625 and one. And I had no faith in him. I was all off of the Lou Anarumo bandwagon. And this year he's really turned it around. And one of the things that the Bengals do best, and I think they do it best better than anybody else in this league is second half adjustments. They've been able to, you know, assess, when a game plan is not working, you look back at the game against the Chiefs where in the regular season where the Bengals won the AFC North, you know, they start out giving up 28 points to the Chiefs and then shut them down to only three points in the second half. And then they do the same exact thing again against the Chiefs in the playoffs, too. So you look, I, I got to say, and, you know, there, there's a couple different aspects you can look at from last year to this year. I got to say the front office and the organization itself, yeah. uh, it really made the difference. And you mentioned that they're going for it. I think it all, too, showed when they had the fifth pick in the draft. And yep. the safe pick right. was to take an offensive lineman. And they yep. went for it. And they got mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. And that's yep. obviously paid off. They, yeah, they've, yeah. Done, 
they've done the rare thing that you don't see a lot in the NFL where they have drafted incredibly well and been aggressive with their with their draft choices and they've also went out and made a couple big free agent splashes that actually worked which you don't always see happen so it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty impressive what what they've done um, yeah yeah I want to go back to what spag said about that the picking Jamar Chase and, and you know not doing the safe pick because if if the Bengals were to take Penesul, and again, Penesul might be, he might actually be live up to expectation, be the next Anthony Munoz. He probably will, but sure. Right. Doesn't and, matter right now. Yeah, and, and good for him. Good for him. I hope, I hope he does well in Detroit, but he wasn't the safe pick. And you know, if the Bengals were to take him, they wouldn't get killed in the media. Uh, everybody would be like, yeah, that was the right pick, but instead they went for the dangerous pick. Now I was team chase before the year, because I think one of the biggest problems with the Bengals offense that nobody in the national media was really looking at was the receivers weren't getting any separation. There was real no time or well, there was, you know, even when Joe would have time, he wouldn't have options and the receivers would be clamped up and the defense was able to very easily shut down the Bengals offense. Now, when you get an explosive player like Jamar Chase, you, the safety's got to stay back. You got to account for the deep ball and it's opened up a lot of passing lanes and it's really helped our other receivers get open and allowed the running game to get going and it's alleviated a lot of pressure off of Joe. I think you're going to see a lot of teams, especially mine, look at the top of the draft and look for those weapons now to try to sure. help their help their young quarterbacks for sure. Mm. Um, okay, so on paper, Aaron Donald and uh, you know some of those fearsome players on defense, Miller, right. et cetera, Ramsey, they look primed to have a day, uh, especially the D-line we're focusing on here. They look primed to have a day against the Bengals O-line, which obviously – has been your weakest, you know, part of your team. Yeah. What are what are some ways that uh, Coach Taylor and his staff can offset those concerns? So one of the the biggest storylines that I haven't really heard uh, being said is the absolute chess match that this is about to be between McVay and Taylor, two coaching staffs that ha- are really really good with adjusting the game plan and you know being able to adjust on the fly. And it's really going to start out with how are we going to deal with this Rams front seven. And how are we going to be able to stop Aaron Donald, who is probably the best defensive end in the game right now? You're going to see the Bengals probably go with a lot of screen. You're going to see a lot of you're going to see the Bengals trying to get the ground game going early to alleviate some of that pass protection pressure pressure. Excuse me. And you want to be able to, you know, just keep the Rams uh, honest. So that way later in the game, when that play action finally opens up, you can be able to roll that out and then you can get those receivers wide open and you're going to be able to catch the Rams off guard. So again, it it goes back to, it's going to be a massive chess match between Taylor and McVay and it's going to be really incredible to watch. And you know, that's going to be the biggest, that's going to be the biggest factor in the game is going to be inside of the trenches is can the Bengals offense be able to stop that. Now what they did do when you look at the game uh, against Tennessee, nine sacks, completely unacceptable. Well, so what they did is against Kansas City, they brought in C.J. Uzama, they kept in Drew Sample, and then they also kept in their running back too. So now we have seven guys guarding against their five or six. So that has really helped out, and especially helped out during the Kansas City game. Joe Burrow, I believe, did not get sacked at all that game. The offensive line played far better. Now, obviously, Tennessee's got a better, way better defense than Kansas City does, and L.A. also has a better defense than Kansas City does. So that's going to be that, that's going to be a huge factor, and I think you're going to see a lot of uh, in tight type of sets. And you're going to see a lot of uh, keeping the running back in for protection. 
I'm really glad that you brought up that chess match because mm. you got a guy. I mean, nobody knows Sean McVay maybe better than Zach Taylor and also vice versa. It's student against the very well-groomed teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, it's exactly it. Is, is, is Zach Taylor ready for the big time to take on his predecessor? And, you know, you look at the, the statistics of like Belichick versus his assistants and, you know, I'll even go to college as Saban versus his former assistants. Records not in our favor. So you're going to have to rely on your playmakers. Joe Burrow is going to have to make a lot of plays. Jamar Chase is going to have to make some plays in order for this Bengals team to come out with the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup for uh, sure. I have one question about that Zach Taylor match. Does he try to out Sean Sean McVay, Sean McVay, and does he end up on the actual field hyping up his guys, (laughs) catching passes, (laughs) and does does he end up on the actual field Sunday? Does he play? Yeah. Does Zach Taylor end up playing on, on the field? You know, we're going to throw all the stops out there. He might have some eligibility left. Just throw him out there. You know, if you know, create something kind of strange. You never know. Because uh, Sean McVay, I think we all, he's going to be on the field at some point. Chest yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. That, that's why he, you got to have the get back coach. And by the way, that has got to be the easiest job in the NFL. <laughs> how, how is there not positions belt? open? Yeah. It's the saddest. It's the saddest invention, I think, in human. (laughs) Get the get back, coach, man. It's 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 an art form. It's it's a dance. It really is. It's a it is a dance. You guys ever have to interview for that? I'm just wondering if you have to interview for that. Yeah, it's 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 got to be like in Seinfeld where Kramer was trying out to be a ball boy. You got to like dive to go get the coach and like bring him back in. You got to You got to avoid the refs and avoid the players and pull them by the belt. You got to get a nice hip placement. You know, the Sean McVay, he had to be comfortable with his get back. What, yeah. what so do you think? See a lot of hand on the hips. There's yeah, there a is a lot of, of hip. A lot what of hip action. More, what's more compelling, a permanent just little box in the corner of the screen of the get back coach or a permanent little square of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany and Brittany Matthews, <laughs> Brittany, whatever. How, I got I to gotta say, I got to say, as two uh, fans of the NFL who are not fans of the Bengals directly, you got to be super happy that the Bengals. Oh kept yeah! Oh Brittany, my God! Matthews and we owe you a debt of the Super Bowl. Hey, the Jackson Mahomes actually... curse is real. I I do believe it's actually real. When he would make the TikToks, they played terrible. He made a TikTok in Cincinnati, and by the way, he spent like 30, 45 minutes apparently making the TikTok, and the Bengals fans were heckling him the entire freaking time. Which is and hilarious. was it on somebody's grave? Just He's like a bad, he guy. <laughs> bad guy. Bad uh, guy. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, terrible. You're hey, you bad for the league. They're terrible. You actually, you actually owe us uh, a thank you. Our show. Oh, I do. What, yes, our show. Uh, we pick up. Uh, we pick the games on Saturdays. When we meme a team, which is mm. all four of us pick the same team, yeah. they're like two and thirteen this year in our podcast or something. And we all we all picked Kansas City to win the game last week. Anthony's yeah. the only mm. brave soul who p- even picked the Bengals to cover. So I'll get that's what I'm talking there. about, Anthony. So you owe you owe us a little help. Yeah cosmically for the meme last well i pre i appreciate the Cosmic. memes guy i can always appreciate a good meme i mean obviously uh, the the chief scoring of three points in the second half in both their games Ooh. against us is a yep. meme that's a huge meme and it. yeah that's, right and you want to talk about, yeah <laughs> you want to talk about a meme uh, let's look at the rest of the afc north real quick i mean cleveland in their all-in year has got to have like this has got to be the nightmare scenario i have a lot of friends who are Browns fans and they're texting me like right. this is legitimately the nightmare scenario right. 
for the Browns. And what are they going to do with Baker? Like, I mean, Josh, I don't really know you know you other than today, but I think you'd be a better quarterback than Baker at this point. <laughs> hey, man, I, I was a gunslinger in high school. I, I could I could fit it in the pocket. I could roll out, but you know, I'm not out there making Hulu and, and at home with Baker Mayfield commercials. Which speaking of uh, speaking of the Browns, not a great look for the Browns locker room when Jarvis Landry was a special guest at the Rams pep rally, leading oh, them to the Super Bowl. My God. That was I didn't I even didn't see, see that. He was typing up Beckham in like the Rams. That I was so like, happy for awesome. Beckham that he got out of Cleveland. Yes. Beckham, right? I forgot. That's yeah. hilarious. I did not see that. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome to have uh, the two pep rallies going on at the exact same time. And they showed the differences in between the Rams were in a high school stadium and had like what three thousand people there, and then you go to the Bengals and they're in we're in our stadium. We got thirty thousand people there, and it's yeah. just like wow, this fan base that you know has been so distant from the organization itself. And you know, a lot of the you know Bengals through the years have been laughing stocks, and trust me, well deserved. Especially their organization. I mean, the main thing is they don't spend money or they're cheap. Now. Now, obviously, over the past couple of years, that narrative has changed. But to see the city fall back in love with this Bengals team that we care so dearly about is probably the most magical thing about this year that I would say. It's yeah, be awesome. let's, yeah, and let's and let's get you on the actual record now, Josh. Who, well, is, the, who is the X factor in this in this game uh, and give us a game score? The X factor in this game has been the X factor throughout the entire year, and he's been one of the reasons why we've won so many games. It is not Joe Burrow. It is not Jamar Chase. It is Evan Money Mac McPherson. That dude is going to be the absolute X factor. He's won us games, and we talked about on the on, on radio, and I've talked about it on podcasts before, the Bengals can't go to Tennessee and kick four field goals and expect a win. You can't go to Kansas City and ex- kick four field goals and expect a win. Well, we've done that every time, and, and Evan McPherson has been money every time. I believe he's one away from the most field goals made in a uh, postseason run. I believe that's held by Adam Vinatieri. Uh, McPherson is 12 for 12. I think he needs 13 to tie it and 14 to take it. So I think it's going to be money back. And, you know, for all of our our gamblers out there, and it seems like you guys are joining me in the degenerate army. We like to throw a couple bucks on the game. (laughs) Just just by stereotyping. Just by stereotyping. But (laughs) one of the – one of the things that biggest hot take, I think Evan McPherson has a chance to win Super Bowl MVP. Now, Ooh. let me explain. Let me explain. If the Bengals, the Bengals, one of their biggest problems is getting stopped in the red zone. They have a very hard time scoring when they're inside of the 25. Rams have a great defense. So I think that the Bengals can get into field goal range consistently, but then still be stopped. So if Evan McPherson goes out there, kicks five field goals, and that fifth one is the game winner, and he's scoring the most points out of anybody in the game, it's kind of hard not to look at him and be like, yeah, there's a chance he can get the MVP here. No, I, I want to just point out. See the, it. It's a long shot, though. It's the, a very long shot, but the odds are great. You're going to need to mix in. Like, maybe that game winner needs to be about 54 or something. But Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, it, right. And what, they got to be a couple 50 yarders. It's got to be something, you know, it's, it's going to be hard field goal. But if you can get, I mean, I'm sure you can get them at like 20,000 yeah. to one or, or something ridiculous. So, I mean, if you want something that's that's a dark horse, there's my dark horse. I, I've got I've got a quick one just to just to coattail you here. Uh, I won't extrapolate, but I think uh, I think, Ooh, it's, Mike, nice I think it's Mike. I think it's Mike Hilton. Ooh, I love the way he's Mike played. Hilton. 
I love okay. the way he's played in this playoff run. He's a veteran with experience, and he's going to need to step. They're going to need yeah. to make a play on defense. Stafford, Stafford, pick a six coming there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, one of the things about Matthew Stafford is that I think that the Bengals defense can really take advantage of. He does throw interceptions. He does make mistakes. He does. Uh, he's not perfect. I think Mike Hilton is is really not a bad pick. Again, another guy that we picked up in free agency that has been a godsend in this secondary. He's been clamped all clamps all the way through the season. He's someone that we can really trust against guys like Cooper Cup, and we're going to have to trust him against OBJ. Yeah, uh, the play he made the, against Tannehill too was unbelievable, in, in, incredible, in, incredible. And you know he's had games where he's single handedly helped, like led the defense into a win. I mean, again, that that play against the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans were going in to score. They just riddled off, or ripped off, excuse me, like a 70-yard run to get into field goal range, and they were going to score a touchdown. And Mike Hilton makes an incredible uh, single-handed play. And, you know, you know, Mike Hilton's not a bad pick for a, a dark horse Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and your, guy Lou, a couple picks. your guy Lou isn't afraid to send him on a blitz, put him in a, in, in a strange coverage every once in a while, and he's had a whole career of making plays. So. Just yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm with it. I'm with it. Trust me. Having him and uh, beating the Steelers twice, and and having Mike <laughs> Hilton uh, have a pick six against uh, the Steelers is is pretty it's pretty awesome. So I'm really happy for him. I, yeah, really I like those a lot. Yeah. Uh, just before we get to the Bengals' top plays, then we're gonna play a fun little game. We're gonna go to the comment section here, and one of our actual co-hosts, uh, who's a Patriots fan, is watching, and he's got some he's got some good ones that I'll definitely pop up here. Chase gave up zero sacks this Facts, year. Max, so gave up five. Facts. Hey man, listen. <laughs> I go back. I go back to the Detroit game where uh, the Bengals did play Penesul, and they, you know, there's a little it was a fourth and one play, a little out route to uh, Joe Mixon. Jamar Chase makes an incredible play where he run instead of giving up on the play, he runs with Joe Mixon and makes a huge yes. block to get Joe Mixon into the end zone. If you guys go back and look up that play, it's truly really, it's it's something that you show high school and middle school football players. Like this is why you never give up on a play. That game, and, that game was such a slaughter. It took me a few minutes. It took me a few <laughs> seconds to even recall they played. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a play where Joe uh, Mixon also ran Chase over. Yeah, on the way ran to the him end over. Zone, just blowing him up. Mm-hmm. And that's one um, thing about that's one thing about Jamar and real and then we'll definitely get back to the comments. But that's one thing about Jamar Chase that um, you know is really separates himself from the other rookies. It's not only what he does with the ball; it's what he does when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. You yep. do see him out there blocking. He does throw some pretty hellacious blocks. He makes plays, not even touching the ball. And I, I think that's what truly makes him so great. It's not just what he does with the ball. It's what he does without the ball. Absolutely. His, slip, his slipperiness uh, on those screens so slippery. is crazy, too. I, you didn't mm-hmm. expect to see a guy this dominant. He needs very him. little room between him and the next guy right. to be gone. Yeah. I mean, we call Joe Burrow Joe Shiesty, but, I mean, you could throw – you could make it Jamar Shiesty, too, honestly. It's just yeah. they're, they're, they're both so slippery. Uh, you're gonna like this one down here. Uh, Sean uh, Sean Mc, McVay Super Bowl offensive game plans are legendary. You know, I gotta tell you what. The last time McVay was in the Super Bowl, three points. That's yep. not very good. Yep. Nope, not very oh, good. Yeah. So, paint, uh, I mean, so paint. So paint us. Give us a little your picture. Your picture of how this game's gonna go and the final score prediction. I think this game is gonna be a lot more defensive than a lot of 
you know, what the national media is believing. I mean, obviously, a lot of the storylines are going to be on the offensive side of the ball with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cuff, and Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I think it's going to be a very defensive battle. The Bengals' defense is a lot better than I believe they get credit for. They've won us games single-handedly. Uh, the, the offense has had, at times, really struggled uh, to move the ball or get, to get any sort of rhythm going, and the defense has been able to completely bail us out. And I, I think you're going to see a low-scoring game. You're definitely going to want to bet the under in this game. I think Matthew Stafford is going to make a good amount of mistakes. I think this Bengals defense is going to confuse them, especially in the second half. If, you want, if you're a half better, I'd say in the first half, maybe the over. But in the second half, definitely go under because that's where the Bengals make their big-time uh, adjustments. I would. Lo- I think I- I'm gonna. I'm looking at this game. Here's the problem that I have with this game because I want to give it like a touchdown plus a field goal type of score, but I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be a multiple field goal type of game. Uh, so God, uh, I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna go with my earlier podcast uh, guest. She said 28 to 21 Bengals. I'm gonna go 28 21 Cincinnati Bengals. I think they pull it out with the win. I think the Bengals are just they're playing with the one thing. That matters the most in the NFL, and that is confidence. This team is the most confident I've ever seen them. This defense is the most confident I've ever seen them, and it's going to be—it's going to be a slaughter fest. I, I, not a slaughter fest, but it, it's going to be a slobber knocker, is what I try to say. Yeah. And it, it's going to be a knockout. And it's going to be a tale of of two halves, and it's going to be a tale of who's going to make the first mistake and who's going to make the last mistake. Just to get your thoughts real uh, quick, I hear one from the comment section. How do you think Chase is going to match up against Ramsey? So I I have a hard time believing that the Rams are going to continually just single up Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. Now, if they do that, I'll be honest, I'm taking Jamar Chase. And I know that may be a homer. I get it. But, you know, I also saw this guy go for 266 yards and two touchdowns in the biggest game in probably uh, regular season franchise history against the Chiefs to win the AFC North. I've seen this guy, you know, make the top, top cornerbacks in the league look absolutely ridiculous. Um, and you know, if you want to go single up with cover, single up Jamar, good luck. I'll, I'll, I'll take Jamar. Uh, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think what they're going to do is they're going to probably try to get Jamar into a double team and they're going to move Jalen Ramsey down to T Higgins. Now, if Jalen Ramsey does start having success on Jamar, start getting under his skin a little bit, which we know Jalen Ramsey is very good at doing a la AJ green when AJ green tried to punch his lights out. Um, that was a while ago, <laughs> but uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he, he's a great cornerback, probably one of the best in the game right now. Uh, if they start doing that, you're going to see the ball start going away from Jamar Chase. You're going to see Joe Burrow using all of his options. So that's going to be T. Higgins. It's going to be Tyler Boyd. Again, I like, I love Joe Mixon in the screen game here. I mean, they're going to have to play it very precisely because McVay is going to see that. And, you know, McVay is going to game plan against those screens. So you got to pick those shots precisely. But you also can't not be aggressive you have to be aggressive every time and you know even if a shot you know down the field doesn't work you got to go back to it you you can't you can't go into a shell you can't get conservative if you're the best you think see you think cj uzama is gonna play yeah he will he will play how effective he's going to be i don't know um i i really worry i mean during at the fan rally i don't know if you guys saw cj uzama came out in a leg brace and yeah. it, threw it off and yeah. uh you know did the whole show with it he, I think he'll play, and I think adrenaline inside of him, adrenaline inside of age, uh, CJ is yeah. second to none. That that 
So it's I, one more game, you can always get gonna, surgery after. Right. Yeah. That is a very know, underrated, underrated piece to this year mm-hmm. that people don't talk about too much. Yeah. And, and the thing about CJ is that, again, it's not only just what he does on the field, it's what he does off the field for the locker room as well. I think having him on the field and having him dress and having him in the game is going to be huge for the morale of the rest of the locker room because the, CJ is one of those guys that has been here for the losing record. He was here for the 625 and one. Okay. Uh, he was a part of one of the worst draft classes in the uh, franchise history within uh, yeah. 2015. Terrible, awful, god awful. But uh, he's still here, and he knows what it's like to be losing and to come back and and to make you know to make his play. So I think having him there is going to be the biggest part. I don't know if he's going to be as effective as he usually is because I do think that injury is still going to nag at him during yeah. the game. Yeah. Did you see he told the part in my take guys that he would uh, jump into a swimming pool full of chili and eat his way out if they win the if they win the Super Bowl? I don't I don't doubt that happening. I do think he will do that. He's just kind of the guy. And honestly, I mean, a, a nice warm bath of Skyline chili right now just sounds so good. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so <laughs> now you got me thinking of Coney's and a Cholito right now. Oh, it sounds perfect. Love it. Do you guys have Skyline chili where you're at? Uh, we we, have get, we, have we get just normal, like, you know, Applebee's chili. It's not yeah, Wendy's sorry. Wendy's chili, you know. Hey, and no our hate, Applebee's no is hate. inside of a mall. Oh, <laughs> Applebee's inside of a mall. That's legendary right there. You know what well, I'm talking yeah. Half-price apps and go down to Orange Julius <laughs> for a little little chili. I don't feel like I'm hot, a part of, like, hit a hot We have nothing here. We have Auntie Annie's. <laughs> don't even bring up Orange Julius. <laughs> Yeah, God. Oh yeah, but wait, hey, ha, so what is your have either of you had Skyline Chili ever? No. No? What about you, Spags? Uh I have not. Nope. So th- so then it's it looks like you guys are making a trip down to Cincinnati to come visit. We're gonna have boy, to get some we're gonna, uh, skyline. We're gonna go out, sure. go get some skyline, you know, do a couple I'll of at, podcasts. I'll at least fly down to Hebron, Kentucky. I don't know if I can make yeah, it. <laughs> fly down to Hebron, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that up again. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what what uh, food we were oh, talking God. about, and Brendan goes with thicker than the diet. I think he's talking stuff. about the skyline chili. I think he's talking about the Applebee's compared to the sky. Listen, we do it different down here. We like it on sure. our spaghetti. We like it on it's 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 better on a, it's better on a hot dog than regular chili, personally. And I think it's better than regular chili overall. But maybe that's because I grew up on it. But um yeah no i i give me the diarrhea stuff i know it looks i know it looks gross i know but you gotta give it a chance that's one of those that's one of those quotes that we're gonna put up on you know uh, put it up there uh, man twitter give me give me the diarrhea give me the diarrhea i'm pretty sure joe Joe burr talked crap about just skyline two years ago after did he really I think he might have said something negative about so, it. So, so when he was transferring from Ohio State, the uh, the top two schools that he was looking at was LSU and it was Cincinnati. Now I am a proud alum of Cincinnati here. Oh, he's even got the Bearcat yeah. tat. Oh yeah, I got it tatted on me, and he does have a Bearcat. There you oh go. yeah, I'm a proud proud alum, and you know I, I got to say, hey man, we are the football city. I, I no one's saying that. I, I feel like I got to coin that <laughs> trademark. It starts selling some shirts with the football city. But anyway, uh, when he was transferring, uh, he did tweet that out, and we were like, yep, he's not coming here. There, no more. No more. But it worked out. It worked. It ended up working out in the end. So I'm not. I'm not hating. He on eventually that. came not- back. Sometimes right. You gotta, sometimes you got to go back to move forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Quote Matthew David. 
Gorgeous, gorgeous quote. Loved it. Uh, let's get into some of the, the top three Bengals plays of the year. We'll just flash them to you here, and then we'll get into a little game of Who Day where we're going to throw some random Bengals pictures up there. Oh, and try God. To guess I am who not that ready Bengals for that. Oh, yeah. Didn't get too on. difficult here, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, let's start at number three, top Bengals plays of the year. Um, we all remember this one. First meeting against Kansas City. Yep. Kind of this, kind of the moment when you realize that this that guy's different, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs were in for a long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I picked this as my number three play. This is exactly what the one I picked because it showed just how good Jamar Chase really is against not only the AFC North and not only against you know lower tier NFL teams. He's doing this against the best teams. He's doing it against the Super Bowl favorite. The, the, that's where he's doing it against. And you see it's like, okay, yep, we made the right pick. This is our guy. This is going to be the best wide receiver in Bengals history. And, you know, Chris Collinsworth made a mention. uh, He said not will be, but is. Jamar Chase is the best Bengals receiver to ever put on the uniform. And I 100% agree. And there's a long list of great Bengals receivers. I still agree with that. I think he's better than Chad, and I think he's better than A.J. Green. And, uh, you know, he's going to be on a Mount Rushmore. He's going to be Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Collinsworth, Collinsworth. Yeah, I'll Collinsworth, take him on the field. I just don't want him in the booth calling my game. I'll you don't, you don't like, Chris, you don't like Chris Collinsworth. You don't like the booth? Chris Collinsworth guy in the booth. Now, here's a guy that doesn't yeah. like Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you want to hear something crazy? Chris Collinsworth is going to be the only person uh, to be involved in all three of the Bengals Super Bowls. He played in both of wow. them against oh, the yeah, and he's 49ers, the and now he's calling the game. So that's pretty. You don't have to listen to Romo. Yeah, oh, no, I hate, I hate, I, I'm not a fan of Tony Romo. I think he's had a suck, he had a suck year. This thank year. you, thank you. He, yep, he yep. really did. He was annoying wow. during the Bengals Chiefs playoff game. Man, it was just like constantly. Our, our comment guy down here is the number one Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs> oh, god, detractor. And uh, oh, god, was he a big I Patrick Mahomes him. fan too? Like, oh my god, like he might as well have been with Brittany and Jackson doing the freaking TikToks down on the field. <laughs> For how much he was, excuse my language, but sucking off the Chiefs the entire time. <laughs> I would. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to listen to. He loves he like good. Mahomes. Every time Patrick Mahomes changes his like arm angle slightly, yeah. Tony has oh, to God. change his pants. Oh God, Patrick! <laughs> so great. Change his outfit. It was a DDR. It was a DDR. <laughs> so great. And then and then the Bengals will like make us a little bit of a comeback. All right. So this Bengals was a play game. number two. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's it's just incredible looking. I at, thought it was going to be the missed field goals by McPherson. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, that game was nuts. That that had to be the most crazy game ever. And I'll I'll give you guys a quick story about this game. So I I work with the Bengals and uh, I do um what's called the Stripe Squad, which is basically the fan engagement team, and we kind of go through the stands and basically I just act like a jackass and run around with the sign, but it's pretty fun. But during (laughs) the game, uh uh during the fourth quarter, we had to do this thing called the let's go nuts promotion. Okay. So we're, we are to go into a specific section of the of the stands and pass out bags of nuts. I'm not lying. And uh, we <laughs> – I don't know, Jim. And we, we went to go pass out the nuts, and it was very, very new. Like the, the nuts promotion was very new. We decided to do it in the middle of the fourth quarter of this game, and we gave out like 1,400 bags to a section of like 700. So – all the drunk Packers and Bengals fans who do not care about what I'm doing there have started taking them and whipping them across the stadium and throwing them <laughs> on the field. 
it, during the final like field goals after they like would go through and the Packers would think they won, they throw the nuts that they didn't win because Mason missed it. Then we thought we won. Then McPherson missed it, and it was <laughs> it was a crazy, crazy. Thing. Oh, so back to the play. Sorry about that, but no, it's okay. Everybody was losing their you know nuts in that game, yeah. which normally that Aaron Rodgers yeah. waits until the playoffs for that. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that play it was just like it was just again a, a something that you don't see from the Bengals, and that's being aggressive at the end of the first half. And that's something that has really helped this team win games is what they do in the final two minutes of the first half and what they do in the final two minutes of the game. And you see a, a huge, huge improvement over, you know, the past decade of what we usually do at the end of the first half in the, in the end of the game. Do we have a guess on the top play from the from the regular season, from the regular season? So this is the regular season, regular, regular season. season. Do we have a guess regular on the season. top play? I have a guess. Is it def- – can I, can, I can I have a question? Yes. Uh, can I ask, you is it offensive, special teams, or defense? It is an offensive play. Um, my guess is the Brandon Ayuk 11-yard walk-off <laughs> touchdown in week, in week 13. Hi, um, man. All right, all right. <laughs> guess on the offensive play. I got to say, say it's probably the third. I'm going to say this. The third and 27 conversion against the Chiefs. Uh, when we got knocked way out of field goal range and got right back into field goal range and then eventually ran the clock out and kicked the field goal to win the A's. Brendan, Brendan thinks it's Chase versus Baltimore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, it is. It, Good yeah. guess. You got it. Yep. Yeah. Got this it. play is awesome. He splits the This is amazing. Yep. Incredible. Oh, yeah. It's Incredible. such a Jeez. good place. And then just Incredible. the burst. Yeah. That's where yep. – Look that's at Mike Hilton run on the sideline that, there. That was really the play where we opened the eyes to, to casual, you know mm-hmm. – yeah, NFL fans like, oh wow, this guy's something this guy's else. Yeah, right. it, yeah. And then after that game, we went five. That was the that was a game where we went five and two. And against it was it was a a game against the team that was supposed to be far and away this, the favorite to win the AFC. Well, maybe not far and away, but the favorite to win the AFC North. And you pounded, and instead we went it we went into Baltimore and absolutely smacked them yeah. around and pounded made them our little bitch. I mean, yeah. It couldn't and, have got, gone better this year for Bengals fans. No, yeah. The Browns totally shit their pants in their all-in year. Yeah. Your arch nemesis, Roethlisberger, is finally retired and looks old. Terrible. And, Falling over and, somewhere. And Baltimore terrible. finished the season on a six-game losing streak. I mean, it mm-hmm. couldn't have gone better. And now you're it, it was it was great because in, in the AFC North, uh, I'm sure it's the same for you guys, but the hatred in the AFC North for each team is, is so – magnified and like like i have a visceral hate for cleveland and i have a visceral hate for pittsburgh and there's a new visceral hate because i used to think it's like okay if anybody was to win the division not name the Bengals, i would love it for it to be baltimore because i don't want to hear from pittsburgh and cleveland fans i gotta tell you baltimore fans have gotten really really annoying this year and to be able to smack their ass or around twice was was (laughs) something of a spectacle and they want to say they want to say oh we were injured we were it's the NFL. It is the NFL. It does not matter if you're injured. You are still playing on Sunday, and you got your yeah. ass whooped. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what any of that's like to hate the other teams inside your division. I hate my own team worse than I hate the other <laughs> teams in my own division, just for the record on that. Right. Uh, we, hey, we're rooting for the Bengals because both of our teams beat them, so that would make us kind of de, de facto. Uh, that's Van weighing in. He says Baltimore is the worst. So They're Patriots terrible. and Bengals fans unite. We're, we're united right here. Well, hey, and they, they beat us in the Super Bowl, so so okay, I'll drop I'll drop them. So fuck careful them. now. <laughs> <laughs> 
this this then has to become like an explicit broadcast. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, I just got to make sure none paywall. of my students are watching. Yeah. Josh, it's going to be a paywall. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. I pre- <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you're students of Mr. Miller, don't 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 watch this. Yeah, uh, go to bed. Uh, go yeah, go to bed. Get ready for tomorrow. Tell, tell them for a fun game them here. Come after the the swears have been dropped. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the after hours. This is for the other teachers. That they can actually this. stick around for this for this part though. It's a fun game. Uh, we're gonna play a little game called Who Day. Whenever we have a guest from one of the different NFL markets, uh, we we really like to play a game where we try to throw a random picture up of a former player from mm-hmm. your era, and you got to try to guess like who that guy is. Um, and some oh, of these are going to be probably not good at memory. This. Some of them are going to be pretty about tough. That. We're going to be uh, we're going to start with the first one here. We got about six of these. First one is oh, coming up. It's it's um it's um it's um. Sh- uh, uh, God, is that? Oh, it's uh, it's a uh, Pac-Man. No, no, it is, no, uh, it's, uh, no. What's his name? Start with. I want to try to R, steal Anthony. R, right? <laughs> start, what's it start with? It's uh, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's three names. Answer? It's three names. Oh. Oh God. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at his name. What's the first, what's the first one start with? I'm going to get it. B. Oh God. I can't believe this. Our, uh, Patriots fan might know it. Your Patriots fan might know if it. That oh, helped you out. God. Oh, oh, I, I, knew, I was, I was so, I was so worried about this part because I'm not good at recognizing <laughs> players. Is that Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? Jarvis oh, Green Ellis. It's the law firm. Well, Anthony, you really should say four names because I think Ben Jarvis is also Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yeah, that's four names. I think Ben Jarvis might be hyphenated too. I don't know. 42 threw me off. I thought it was on the defensive side of the ball. That's why. Ah, shoot. It is is the law firm. Ben Jarvis is one word. Anthony's right. Ben Jarvis Uh, is just Ben Jarvis is one word. We got the one this one quick, right? Oh, Ray Ray Maluga. It's Ray Maluga. My my favorite. One of my favorites of all time. Love him. Gosh. Cornerback, 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 cornerback. Uh, it's not Leon Hall. It's um, it's, Leon um, Hall, Michigan guy. I love it. Yeah, it's not Leon. It's um, Ooh. it's uh. Can you give me the first? Give me the first letter. Yeah, J. Oh shit, J. Oh, why did I think of Josh Johnson immediately? No, that's not it. Um, I was gonna guess Darquez Denard, but that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is it Zach's what's the close first with that like alliteration? He's close with that alliteration. What did what, what did he say? Jonathan Jackson, he... isn't it? It's uh, it's Jonathan. Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, Jonathan went to the Texans. Went to the yeah. Texans. Went to the Texans, and then the year later, after uh, he went to the Texans, we played them in the playoffs, and he absolutely shut us down. I have no idea how this was. That the TJ Yates dude was like, games? yeah, the, the dude's like five two. <laughs> He's shorter than me, and yet he was able to shut yep. us all down. Oh, yeah. All right. Next one. A little Alex, uh, slot receiver. Alex Erickson. Alex Erickson. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I knew that Alex one. Erickson. You swapped him out for Trent Taylor. Yep. Oh, uh, Je- Je- uh, Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. Jeff now Blake. we're getting a little retro here. Yeah. Now we're on fire. We're catching A little rhythm, a little rhythm from Josh here. A little we're, rhythm. We're, hey, hey. Uh, uh, oh God! I'm reading the back of his jersey there. Yeah, yeah you can um, you can see a letter there. John, John, John. He got he's, <laughs> he was a he was a tackle. He was terrible. Um, he was in a this guy was an amazing basketball player. He was in. You're right. He wasn't amazing. What's the first letter of his first name? C. That looks like a C. No, it's M. Not a C. M. M. Michael Johnson. It was Michael Johnson. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael he's awesome. Oh, right. 
Right, Mike, I forgot about that. I, you're right, you're right, Michael Jordan. Yeah, God. He actually he's got there. cut this year, which I really it stinks for him. He wasn't on the Bengals Super Bowl team, but yeah, yeah, stuff happens. No. Yeah, no, he. Uh, 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 Who's this flop? The biggest flop of a number one draft pick. Oh, Delta, uh, uh, Delta O'Neill. No, we got this. Is even this is this is a little further back, but this, he's this just, might be behind my time. It is. Um, he's just so much of a flop. Threw him on here. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he was. I I just watched a video. Not the number one overall, number right? One. He was number one. Uh, or sorry, not the yes. He was number one overall pick, and then he tore his ACL like in this first game in like the preseason. Uh, Kaijana Carter. Kaijana. Oh, I yeah, remember I, that I, name. Kaijana Carter. 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 Yeah, I, I had to yeah, throw in a little one there. We got two more. Ooh, a wide a receiver. Oh, that's, well, that's a wide receiver. That's a wide receiver. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, eight. Is it? I, immediately that came to mind was Muhammad Sanu, but I, I, he, no. I don't think Muhammad Sanu is that big. Yeah, and he's a he was a wide receiver. This is the toughest one on the board when we're when we're, when we're talking about random bangles. This is as random as it gets. Right? As soon as you as soon as you say his name, I'm gonna throw my kind of recent memory, board. right, Anthony? Yeah, he's yeah. pretty recent. Um. Can you give me? Can you give me the start of his first name? It begins with a C. Brendan thinks it's a Seathan Carter. Seathan Carter. It is. It's Seathan Carter. Carter. Yep. Oh nice man, I don't even know who that is. Got that one. <laughs> yep. Nobody knows who that is. And last but not least, oh god, uh, I had this dude's like uh, rookie card. I'm disappointed, Anthony. You didn't put the front flip guy Simpson in here. Uh, Jerome Simpson. Jerome Simpson. Uh, he got a red. Yeah. Crack cocaine like a year later after that front flip. Which yeah, there was a stretch where some Bengals were kind of like the Raiders of this. What, year. Was, yeah. Simpson's first name? what was Simpson's first name? The front flip. Jerome. Uh, Jerome. Yep. Jerome. Uh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Give me the first name. Oh, are those Puma jerseys? Those are Puma jerseys. These are Puma jerseys. Oh, I wanted one goodness. of this. I wanted one of this guy's jersey so bad when I was when I was a kid. Looks like mid nineties. Is it? Is it? Is it Peter Warwick? It is Peter Warwick. Yes, all right. It's I had Peter his Peter Warwick. That's what I thought. Nice okay. Nice all job. right, so nice I didn't job. embarrass myself too bad. No, not at all. No, you bad. did pretty good. Did pretty all right, good. all right. I'll take that. I feel like ba- I feel like football is kind of hard to, like, look at a player and, 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 like, immediately know. If I saw, yeah. like, his play style maybe differently. Yeah, I was, yeah, but yeah, no, that was fun. I, I appreciate that. You got the one I thought was the hardest one on the board. Stephen Carter. Carter. Uh, yeah, I, I remember him very distinct, distinct. Never even heard of the guy. Yeah, you know he's right I up there either. with Jamar Chase. You know, in, in terms of impact to the franchise. Yeah, if we're talking about the Mount, you know, uh, Rushmore about those wide receivers. <laughs> He's like Stephen Carter. Stephen yeah. Carter is right there, man. He's, He's the one right making there. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Josh, thank you so much, man, for joining us thank tonight, you, talking Bengals. Really, really, really fun stuff. Can you give give us all a bit of a, a bit of a way that we can access the back row Bengals and they can hear more if they want to listen to you guys, especially get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. Had a great time. Please have me on anytime that you want. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Back Row Bengals. We just eclipsed over 1,500 followers, so that's that's big time for the brand. Good job, everybody, all my fans. Well, all three of them. Uh, <laughs> shout out to mom, dad, and my brother. Uh, but then uh, you can find my podcast, the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals Show, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. My YouTube channel is just the same thing, the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals Show. And then you can also find my blogs on fansided.com. That's fansided.com. Go over to the Bengals side and uh, look for uh, stuff written by at Back Row Bengals. Then you're going to find a, a new article out about Jamar Chase and 
how he is. I, I again, like I said, he, I do think he is the best now, the best wide receiver to ever put on a Bengals uniform. So I'm going to put an article about that out very soon. And uh, yeah, this, so that, that's pretty much all where you can find me. And guys, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, Josh. And the best of luck to Cincinnati. I know we're, I know I can speak for myself. I'm going to be cheering for you. Sunday, yeah, thank for you. Sure. Here. And I think yeah, the Niners fans are doing as well. I'm pretty sure our entire group of podcasters will be pulling for you. Yeah. Absolutely, I, pre- baby. I appreciate you guys. Who freaking day? Let's go out there. Let's go win a Lombardi. How about it? Change that 0 and 2 to 1 and 2. How about that?